Why, thank you, Jungle Jim, for that wonderful musical introduction. Oh, my goodness gracious, you are on fire tonight. On fire tonight, that's right. Look at you over there on your synthesizer, cranking out those tunes. Here we are. This is Tim Marr in the basement studio located on the shores of the mighty Seneca River, flowing way into the Great Lake of Ontario. We're having a great time out there, enjoying these summer months. That's right, Lake Ontario feeds into the great, mighty St. Lawrence River out to the Atlantic Ocean. That river flows north of the Atlantic Ocean, right around the world, just like my voice. Or if you make a left, you're going to go to Buffalo, New York, or a little north of Toronto. Two wonderful cities to visit and have a great time in. I know you get up there a lot, General Jim. Over to Buffalo. Can't beat those Buffalo chicken wings. Everybody's fired up around the Buffalo Bills. Good, good this year, the big-time Buffalo Bills. The NFL football season kicking off, I believe, it's September 8th. But oh my goodness gracious, what a what a week. You know, it seems like in the last eight years, the word unprecedented, unprecedented, I can say that correctly, just overused, but it's not under practice. Every day you turn, and now here we are having the president, the former president of the United States residence searched with a search warrant um, this week. That's right. Mar-a-Lago, the residence of Donald J. Trump the 44th president, the 45th president of the United States, which is uh, rated for uh, suspicion of uh, secret, top secret, and even, high, even highly more classified documents. Can you believe that? And, and I, well, yes, I can believe it. I can believe it. And apparently there's been a long, uh, this has been a long investigation and process, and there's been going back and forth with Trump's attorneys, and even at one point in June, it appears his attorneys, in an article in the New York Times on Sunday, which is today, Sunday, um, it appears that his, uh, Sunday, August 14th, it appears his attorneys actually signed off in June saying that they had actually given up all the materials, and it turns out they have it. And then, but then what happens, which is just really fascinating, is that Donald J. Trump, his spin. He's the master con man. And no matter what, no matter if the evidence is periled in front of his face, he's able to spin it in some way. He's able to, to get a message out there saying falsely that items were planted, saying that he declassified things when there's no record of it, constantly portraying himself as a victim like a, like a child, when, when charges are just insurmountable. And what's amazing with this rhetoric of this con man is that he has followers, followers who follow him for what reason? I don't know. Because they can't follow this man who wants to once again become president of the United States who has total disregard for the United States. A man who preaches law enforcement, but yet constantly puts our law enforcement in danger and in peril. You know, perpetuating threats against the FBI and then having individuals like this man in Ohio try to crash in that FBI office and he gets shot and killed. Perpetuates violence for the sake of what? For the sake of himself. I can't believe But why do these people follow this man? What is it that motivates individuals to follow one human being? Because they're not following the Constitution. They're not following a just cause. They're not following a, a belief. They're not following an ethical belief. They're not following some type of, they're just following a con man. They're following a snake oil salesman. But why does he have this spin? What does he do that gets them to, to just no matter what, stand up for him and be blinded? Stupidity is really dangerous because when, when people practice stupidity, 
they allow themselves to be manipulated because if you practice stupidity, you're too lazy to ask questions. You're too lazy, too lazy to ask. The one simple question is why? Why? And if people asked why more often, they would see why not. They would see why things are the way they are. Why, 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 why? Like a little child. Why, 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 why? Why? Why is that? Why is that? Why is that? Why is that? But if you just ask why, but if you take things on blind faith, if you take information on blind faith, you're going to be blinded by that faith. You're going to go right down with whoever the individual is leading it. It's what Hitler did. It's what Trump does. Trump knows he has this group of individuals who uh, believe anything he wants and found because he knows he gives them a purpose. You know, if these folks weren't following John Trump, if these folks weren't uh, a part of his uh, movement, what would they be? They'd be regular folks, some of them working, some of them not, not working, you know, very satisfying positions probably. But he gives them this purpose in life, this false purpose. And then on the other hand, he, he festers up and fires up these groups, these hate groups, these groups who hate, just waiting for somebody like him to come along. And here he is. They don't want to give that up. They don't want to give up this flag bearer, this torch carrier who gets them fired up. He doesn't protect them because when it hits the fan, he doesn't protect them because they, they'll go to jail. Ask the ones now rotting in a jail cell for for the insurrection on January 6, 2021. Ask them where the great Messiah supporter was. You know, the pinky pig, orange-haired guy. He just turned his back on him. Ask where he was. But it's always, it's always he's a victim. And he spins it and he spins it and he spins it and people listen. And why do they, I just can't fathom, why do they listen? But it's the power of the words. It gives them a place to go. It gives them a purpose. And the sad thing is these are the same people that he's just ripping off. Con 101, man. Con 101. Get them to love me. And while they love me, I'm just going to rip them off. I'm going to rip them off. Jonestown, 1978. Drink the Kool-Aid. Drink the Kool-Aid, baby. Drink that Kool-Aid. And you're going to... But I'll follow you. I'll follow you, Jimmy Jones. I'll follow you, Donald Trump, because I believe everything you say, even when, even when the deck is stacked against you, even when the evidence is overwhelming. Well, it's all rigged. It's a witch. It's not a witch hunt. First of all, first of all, there's nothing to hunt. There is no hunt. You know, there's no hunt. There's the obvious. You know, right out in the open, there's the obvious. There's no, no one's hunting anything. It's right obvious. All. The crimes and then the, the materials taken from Mar-a-Lago. And who was the informant? But that's really the crime. But the dangerous part is the rhetorical and the con, because the con motivates these people. The con motivates these people. And if they feel a little bit of purpose following a con man, some of them get a greater sense of purpose acting on it. They feel as if, well, if he says it's okay, if the former president says I should do it, then why not? Why the hell not? What's going to happen? It's a revolution. It's a civil war. It's a civil war without any type of stance, really. No stance. I mean, the civil war, the civil war was fought. Now, even though they weren't good principles, and even though they were warped principles, and even though they were just plain wrong, it was just plain wrong, 
But there was a principle. There was a belief, you know, there was a, and, and there was a belief that, that, that something could not continue anymore. And slavery could not continue anymore. And another group said, well, don't tell us what to do because it can. But they weren't following one person. They weren't just following Andrew Johnson. The South was following principles. The South was following, you know, this, this ideology, this warped wrong ideology. Nonetheless, they were following that. They weren't following just one person. Now, they despised one person who became president of the United States, Abraham Lincoln. But this is, this is a dictator. This is, these are individuals who are following the words of one person, a person that can do no wrong. Even though he commits to do all wrong, he could, they could do no wrong. A man who gave secrets to the Russians in the West Wing of the White House in the Oval Office. I mean, the atrocities go on and on and on. The hypocrisy goes on and on and on. Lock her up. Lock her up. But yet he can say this with his... It's a sociopathic, narcissist, narcissistic, egotistical, dangerous, dangerous, dangerous person. Dangerous because he has a following. Dangerous because in the political environment, even if you look at the office politics from other podcasts, he is the sphere of influence for many individuals who should not be where they are. Just like in politics in the office, they should not be where they are. They're incompetent. They're crazy. They're cray-cray. And, they, you know, they, they should not be where they are. They should not have positions in Congress. They should not have positions in the Senate. And they know that. And they know they won't have that if Donald Trump is no longer in the picture. So they're not there because of the Constitution. And they're not there because of their uh, constituencies. They're there because of themselves. You know, they're there to support themselves. And they're there to survive. So just like in any other political environment, whether it's office politics or real, you know, out in the world politics, they're clinging on to the, the entity that keeps them going. And in that case, this entity is a con man. He's a con man. I mean, Margaret Taylor Greene should belong in Congress. Margaret Taylor Greene shouldn't belong in public, let alone in Congress. And here she is, you know. All these, you know, James George, all these people. But they wouldn't be there if it weren't for Donald Trump. And if he goes, you, you know, Ted Cruz, the man who has no loyalty to anyone, he would jump ship in two seconds. And he should. Without a life preserver, maybe. I don't know. He could swim. I'm sure he could swim. I, yeah, I hope he can swim. I'm just saying they can swim, get some exercise. But the point is, is, is the con, the con becomes survival. The con becomes survival on many levels. The con becomes survival for individuals' careers. Because as long as the con exists, they're the voice of the con. As long as they're the voice of the con they're the voice for the martyr. And even though the martyr is guilty, even though the martyr is dangerous, they're the voice for the martyr. And if the martyr has a voice and the supporters of the martyr have a voice and they have a job. And if they have a job, then those individuals who don't even understand what's going on are constantly getting screwed over as their bank accounts are being sucked, as their future is being sucked. They have someone they believe in. They have someone that gives them a purpose in, in this world. That's how a con works. A con tells you everything you want to hear. A con makes you feel, oh my gosh, I have, here it is, I have this purpose. You were my purpose. You were my purpose, Donald Trump. I lived my life to follow you. You, 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 you big old dude, you. Follow you right down. And no matter what happens. And Trump, 
He can continue to perpetuate lie after lie. He can get called out on him. But it's genius because he has only a certain part of the media that broadcast the truth. And those that don't want to know, they put their fingers in their ears and close their eyes. Just like a child because they don't want to hear it. Anything that comes out of the media that they don't agree with, they don't want to hear. It's lies. It's fake news. It's all that stuff. I mean, he has them conditioned. He has them hypnotized. Thank God for the, the Department of Justice. Thank God for the Attorney General and just hope that they have something and that, and that it plays out. Because if this man gets back into the White House, this country as we know it is screwed. Screwed. It'll be the end of it. I, I believe I believe it'd be the end of it. I do. End of democracy. Gone. Boom. Poof. And all those individuals in Congress that are sucking up to him, what are they going to do? You know, they're going to be part of it. It was a great, it was a great study in uh, spinal fortitude after the insurrection where everybody stood up, you know, following the insurrection, most people that is, and then condemned it and condemned the president at the time. And, you know, a week later they were back. They were back to their old game, saving themselves. And now here we are in a perilous time in our nation's history because it's coming from the inside. And like any dangerous disease, it comes from the inside, underneath the skin, and you don't always see it fester. By the time you see it fester, it's too late to cut it out or to do what it you know, has to be done. But hopefully, hopefully, Jim, good will prevail. Hopefully... The law of the land, which was put in place, the law of the land for specific reasons will be upheld. And, and this, this national nightmare will be over. And people can get back to disagreeing on policy. Wouldn't it be so refreshing if people just once again disagreed on policy? And it was truthful, or at least as truthful as it can be. Wouldn't that be refreshing, you know? If I could sit down and just disagree with somebody and have an argument over policy and not over lies. That's what I look forward to. I look forward to the day where I can just disagree with individuals based on my views and based on their views. Hopefully that day will come. I hear you, Jungle Jim. This is Tim Marr. This is Failing Up. Bye-bye.